0: How much is your business worth? That's what we're going to talk about today in this episode. We're going to go over the most popular methods to find out how your, how to value your business, how to understand how to maximize the value of your business, and then also, even if you're not a business owner yourself currently, what can you do to get yourself in a position that you have an actual sellable business? All right, because a common misconception is that all businesses can be sold, and a lot of times that's just not true, and that's why uh, you know you'll see the bankruptcies, you'll see the failures. But in this episode, we want to talk about connecting the dots on how much is your business worth. All right, so let's just get right into it. Okay, you know, in truth, the final definition of it is anything that a buyer is willing to pay for it. Right, that's an important thing to keep in mind. that if you're able to be a good salesperson, if you find the right type of buyer, you know the demographic of the person, the you know whether it's a corporation, whether it's a equity investor, you know whether it's new money, dumb money, smart money, sophisticated money, all of these are different metrics, right? But let's we're gonna maybe talk about that in a future episode about the different types of buyers for your business. They're strategic and financial, and how to kind of consider them, but let's talk about the most common methods of business valuation all right so there's a couple of main ones one is based off of your earnings right so like a earnings multiplier and different industries have different multipliers then there's an asset-based valuation like if you think about real estate or you think about manufacturing right these are heavy capital intensive businesses that have real assets right in either property or equipment and so there might be you know, asset based valuation, and then there's revenue based valuation, which typically you see more in maybe tech based businesses, software companies, right? Um, Those are really the only companies that get a multiple of revenue. Uh, There's also some other companies in the service industry, like for example, accounting firms are also typically around one times revenue, or, you know, between 0.75 and 1.25 annual revenue. And so, you know, each method has its own strengths. And is suited for different types of buyers but I just want to kind of lay out the different types right so if you're a smaller business quote-unquote and it doesn't mean like a tiny uh, business at all but in terms of anything under 5 million or so or even a couple of million you're probably referring to or have heard of this term SDE which is sellers discretionary earnings and so you know, you, you've you heard of EBITDA, I'm sure, before, which is something we're going to get to in a minute. But smaller businesses are valued more as a multiple of seller's discretionary earnings, SDE, which is basically your EBITDA number, right? But you add back the owner's compensation. So basically, if you don't know what EBITDA is, don't worry. SDE is typically the net income or net loss on your financials for the year or on the company tax return. And then you're going to add back some of the, Major um, kind of EBITDA-related items. So you're going to add back interest expense, depreciation, amortization, your salary, and any kind of perks or like personal expenses you run through the business, right? Because ultimately, what you're trying to get to is what is the real cash flow of the business itself, right? Of the entity itself. So, you know, if just because if your business is making a million dollars, but you as an owner are taking 800,000 in payroll, right? Then that shouldn't hurt your Multiple and that shouldn't hurt your ability to sell the business. So that's added back. So that way you can compare different businesses with each other. All right. The other reason why you add back, you know, interest and taxes and depreciation and amortization is because, you know, on the interest side of things, it's every business owner or new buyer might capitalize your business differently. Meaning if you have high interest expense, that means you'll probably have a loan or you're paying credit card you know, fees. And so the new buyer probably or might not do that. And so they re, they just want to get a sense of the true cash flow of the business. And that's how you get to seller's discretionary earnings. So generally to get to this, your business broker will hopefully help you or your investment bank will do it for you um, or a CPA or accountant can help you. But really, there's primarily it's you're going to fix the financial statements to just add back some of those Expenses that we just talked about right interest depreciation amortization owner salary and then you have other adjustments that really again, what you're trying to get to is what is the true? like cash flow of the business So if you had a one-time expense that's never occurred before but it was an emergency or it was like a random luxury expense like you threw a Conference or you have a big event. That's not usually the case or you have a property and you did, you know tenant improvements like you, you know, updated your office and that's not a normal part of business. Uh, It's not a recurring expense as part of the business. Then you would add that back. So that way you would get to the true level of SDE. And then what happens is that from that SDE or seller's discretionary earnings, you take that and you apply the multiple of your industry on it. So that's something you can Google. You know, there's different kind of industry averages for it. Um, You know, very rough case, very rough, rough scenario. Uh, just to kind of lay the foundation of how these EBITDA multipliers or SDE multipliers work is, you know, as the smaller it is, the lower it is. So what I mean by that is if you only have an income or a seller's discretionary earnings of like 50000 then you might just apply like a one times multiple on it or $1.25, right? It's not that it's not going to be that much. It's not a heavy multiplier again for most industries, most main street industries. If you're in the software business, then it might be a little bit different because what we'll talk about is that that's based off of revenue. And so that's a little different. But generally speaking, the way business works and valuation works is that the larger your business gets and the more profit that it generates, the uh, theory is that that business will be more stable and will be able to have more stability because you know, there's less of a chance of one thing or two things going wrong that's gonna crash the business. So that's something to just keep in mind of where you'll be at with the multiple. So, like, again, like I said, at 50,000 in profit or SDE, you'll be at only maybe like a one times multiplier, meaning you can probably only sell that business for 50, 60, 70K or so on average, right? There's always exceptions. And going back to the first rule that I mentioned, really the true value is just whatever you can actually sell it for uh, and whatever a buyer is willing to pay it for but as your sd goes up let's say it goes to a million in in earnings or profit now you can probably do a multiplier of three to four x maybe even five x or 4.5 x so your million dollar business is now worth three million or four million And the higher it goes, the better. So, like, you know, what private equity does is that they'll buy companies at a smaller multiple, maybe a profit of two million that they buy at a multiple of four X. Right. But then what their goal is, is not only to grow the business, but then they're basically like business flippers. And their goal is that in seven, 10 years or so they can grow the business and increase that profit from, say, two million to 10 million. And now, remember, they bought it at a multiple of 4X SDE. But now what can happen is that once you go, it gets you to like 10 million SDE. Now, all of a sudden, what happens, and and it's probably going to be EBITDA at that point, is the multiple, the EBITDA multiplier at that scale is probably going to be closer to 8X or 10X. Meaning they've just done what's called margin or multiple expansion. It's called multiple expansion. And that is where private equity really benefits because not only did they grow the company and obviously that takes effort and it's not you know it doesn't occur 100 percent of the time because growing a business through an excel sheet is way different than actually doing it and operating it day to day but in general that's how valuation works right so that is the kind of earnings multiple now as i mentioned before there is also cases where earnings and valuation is based off of revenue and that'll happen in like SaaS companies for example so um, on when it's in a scenario where it's revenue it's because SaaS companies typically the concept behind it has to do with the fact that you know with the whole Silicon Valley craze and the revenues associated with a tech business if the revenue is recurring right that helps increase the valuation of a company so the same, you know, that, that actually adds to the multiple effect that you can get. So the same company that just does, let's say, a million in profit, right? That's fantastic, right? But if they had a million in annual recurring revenue, now that company is worth almost three to five times more. So whereas that first company, as I mentioned before, at a million dollars in SDE or EBITDA or profit, right? You can probably sell it between three to four X. However, if that's annual recurring revenue and it was a tech company, you might even be able to sell it at, uh, and again, you see that I'm talking about ARR versus um, you know, EBITDA. So ARR all of a sudden for tech companies, because investors and buyers love recurring revenue because it's more stable, it's more predictable, it's less, you know, te- te- technically it could be less difficult to maintain Um, As long as the company has a good retention, but essentially there could be a multiplier of six to seven to eight X on that Um, And that's the scenario where you're actually going to value the business on revenue Right, and that'll be the case where you see these tech companies are unprofitable, right? So like if an owner ends reaches the end of their ownership term Without any plan of the business or if they're running a SaaS company, right? And they have losses. Well, how do you value that, right? Because there is no profit, So that's why those types of companies, that's why Silicon Valley has made it popular, that those types of companies that are running losses for the sake of growth and seeing a high level of growth, that can help you boost your valuation. Um, And that leads us into the next factor, which is, you know, I've been giving you ranges so far of like EBITDA multiples and determining the EBITDA multiple of it by industry to use for company valuation can be tough. It does change with the markets, you know, when interest rates were lower, valuations were higher because buyers had more money, meaning essentially it was cheaper for them to be able to get a loan and buy your business because the amount of interest that they had to pay on those cheaper, lower interest rate loans was less, meaning that they could afford to pay more for your business, even if there was less cash flow that was required or, or generated. But now, because interest rates are higher... Buyers need to be able to pay off those loans the interest on those loans and do their debt service Right. So that means that now they'll have less money to buy your business because in their model of operating cash flows their the total net cash flows are going to go down because there's a higher amount that's going to be spent on interest expense Right. So in the show notes, I'm going to put a kind of a link to a, a chart of different EBITDA industry multiples um But, you know, to end off, I'll I'll go into, you know, I I talked about Main Street businesses of SDE. Now we can just finally talk about EBITDA, which is what you're going to hear public companies talk about, what you're going to hear private equity talk about. And it's the start of the valuation process for generally like lower mid-market companies. So generally, whenever the company's net income or EBITDA is greater than maybe like one to two million, uh, that's when EBITDA gets... Be to become a very useful metric to use for company valuation right So if you go for if you want to like biz buy sell or bizQuest or any of these kind of local websites where you're buying a main street business like a brick and mortar business, a laundromat, a pizza shop, a gym, an ice cream shop, um, you know maybe a small construction company, they'll be talking about SDE. But then if the company is bigger and they're doing say um, you know 2.5 million or 2 million in profit and higher, then you're going to hear them talking to about EBITDA. And so EBITDA is an acronym and it stands for earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. Right? So breaking this down a little further just again what, what what are we trying to do here we're trying to just get a real idea of how profitable the company actually is and it strips out all the little things that add noise that make it harder to compare companies right so again the interest and the taxes right a company that runs a different type of tax structure might have different taxes to pay and so you know th- th- if they're trying to compare three different types of construction companies And one construction company has a crazy high interest rate and is paying a shit ton on their interest expense, then that company's net cash flows will be different. And so that's why in EBITDA you add it back so that way you can still have that difference. Right. So now remember EBITDA is not cash flow. It's different from cash flow, but you're just incorporating um, different. Concepts and and adding doing some addbacks to EBITDA because you would basically get your operating cash flow and then you would add back what I mentioned before which is in the acronym which is interest taxes depreciation and amortization. So hopefully that helps again just to put out kind of general benchmarks out there. This is not a rule of thumb but this is useful ballparks of where companies trade for from our experience and uh, companies that are in the EBITDA range of like. 1 to 3 million or 1 to 5 million Um, Their multiples now today are probably in the 3 to 4x profits or EBITDA And again, it can be different if it's like a if it has a high growth if it's a high tech company Uh, Healthcare and biotech firms tend to earn higher EBITDA multiples for their industry above the average norm, right? Um, And certain project-based companies might have lower EBITDA multiples because it's more project-based So again, it also, you know A very important metric in calculating valuation just to get deeper into it a little bit is that there'll be different factors like what is the uh, stickiness of the revenue right i talked about recurring revenue having the best multiplier or best effect on having a higher valuation so that's definitely something to keep in mind but hope you guys found this useful hope this gives you some insight as always if you have any questions feel free to reach us at mubarak at dealmaven.io And I'll put the email in the show notes below. Hope to hear from you guys soon. Take care.